Some of the greatest lessons in life are told through stories. My name is Jason, and you're listening to the Story Track Podcast, where we talk with entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders about their story and what keeps them on track. In this episode today, we are joined by Roy Mansfield. He's a longtime close personal friend of mine, a pastor of mine, mentor of mine. Uh, talking with him today about his new company that he's starting called Increase Your Lead. And uh, Roy, I can think of no one better to explain uh, who you are and what you're doing better than, than yourself. So kind of introduce yourself and tell us about Increase Your Lead and what you're up to. All right. Uh, as Jason said, uh, I am Roy. And uh, I'm not nearly as good of a guy as Jason just said. <laughs> so uh, just, uh, just a little bit of hyperbole there. Uh, but let's, let's just pretend and roll with it. Uh, so uh, like Jason said, I'm a pastor. And uh, so the stats I read is that you're supposed to be able to effectively lead somebody who's like five or 10 years in either direction. So if you're five, 10 years younger than me, five, mm -hmm. 10 years older than me, then that's my sweet spot. So, but I noticed shockingly that uh, several, quite a few of our young leaders were saying that I was helpful to them. Uh, and that's shocking because I am not a young leader. I'm whatever the opposite of young uh, leader is. And I think advanced in years is what the uh, the Bible describes. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's roll with that. Uh, and so um, I thought, well, hey, uh, this is great. I mean, I love the fact that I'm able to help younger leaders. And so increase your lead uh, is just a thought I had um, to maybe expand the opportunity to increase young leaders. So basically, it's pretty simple. It is a 60-second video that I record and uh, post on various social media, uh, what is the word, outlets, outlets. mediums, yeah. outlets? All right, I, outlets. I think people say outlets or mediums. Uh, all right, well again, I'm an old guy, so I shouldn't even know. <laughs> uh, so like, you know, TikTok and LinkedIn and Instagram and you know, all of those. And um, I, I have a, a website, uh, increaseyourlead.com. And basically each video is 60 seconds or under. It teaches one simple, clear leadership principle that you can apply immediately. And if you did, it would help you increase uh, your lead in life. And so I figured, hey, you know, find a few people that are scrolling through if they caught a principle made their life better, made them a better leader, then that would be a win. Man, that's incredible. So so tell us a little bit about like how long you've been, I obviously know this, but how long you've been in ministry and when you started to realize, you know, this, you know, this passion that I've known that you've had for a long time of helping people who are younger than you, um, you know, helping them to grow. Later that then turned into increase your lead to at least to some extent, but when did that transition sort of happen for you? Or have you just like from like straight out of the birth canal, you're helping like the next guy out, helping, <laughs> helping the next baby well, in the nursery to step up? I'll be honest, I'm the youngest in my family, so there was no next guy out. I was the <laughs> last guy out. Uh, and so let me think. Um, I guess I decided I realized I wanted to help young leaders when I realized I was no longer young. Uh, so I've been I've been doing this leadership thing for about thirty nine years, I think. I've been in some sort of formal leadership, and um, so I was actually a young person when I started. Uh, so 
Eventually, though, I became old, as happens with some folk. And uh, I just kept helping, you know, leaders. And since I was older, there were younger ones, and I helped them too. And uh, it turned out, you know, I was helping them. So I was just, you know, just looking for a way to... Uh, every every video, I try to make it enjoyable. I'm a big fan of humor. Um, I try to, you know, give one clear principle with a clear step of action that a person could take. And uh, I try to video it in a way that uh, it illustrates the principle that I'm, I'm teaching. So, for example, I videoed one on the principle of try to do something scary. Like, just it's good for you to do something that scares you. Not like insane, like, you know, hold my beer and watch this video comes up on YouTube for you. But, uh, you know, just something that's out of your comfort zone. And so I filmed that one walking on the roof of my house. So it was kind of like mm. what I was doing was an illustration of what I was trying to teach. So mm, that's, that's the deal. Ah, that's incredible. So before we talk more about your leadership and what you like about leading younger people, I want to talk about the people who have led you. Because I imagine to some extent the people who have led you in your past whenever you were much younger and you had an older leader who was wiser than you who was helping you. So kind of tell me like what's some of the best, you know, what's one of the best leadership principles, leadership experiences you had with somebody who was your leader? And then what was some of the what was some of the worst? The way you felt like a leader maybe didn't, you know, lead you in a proper way or didn't set you up for success? Because I know that setting younger people up for success is a huge passion for you. And you might want to, you know, exclude the names. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to be, because I lived in New York for, for 20 years. And so let me, let me go with uh, some leaders from New York. And some of those guys, they still know guys, you know, mm -hmm. that could do stuff to you. So I want to yep. be careful there. Um, so let me see. There was one particular guy whose name shall remain nameless, um, and he was a really super charismatic guy. And so he just, he was super, like, he would just draw people to him. Like, he, mm. just by hanging out with him, man, I got to hang out with people that were, like, just in the stratosphere ahead of me in leadership. And mm. so he always invited me. Like, he was going to go you know, meet, have lunch, hang out with some guy that was just like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, uh, you got to be kidding me. And uh, he would like some, some leaders, like when they're, because these were people that were way out of his league leadership wise too. But again, mm -hmm. he just had this ability to, he was just very charismatic, just very passionate, just unusual guy. And, uh, so he, he, some people, like if there's somebody sort of ahead of them, they, I, I don't know, they just have this, it's like, they want to keep that person to their themselves, or maybe they feel like, you know, it's amazing. They're even getting to hang out with this guy. So they're not dragging some other guy with them. Um, but this guy, like everywhere he went with, you know, people that were just, you know, so far out of both of our league leadership wise, he would invite me. And so I would always mm -hmm. learn from that. I would, um, I would, so, so I, I've been a pastor for quite a few years. So like one guy, you may have never heard of him. Uh, his name's Warren Wiersbe. Um, and he is like, uh, you haven't heard of him because he's like so old. But like if you Google this guy, he is like, you know, 20, 30 years ago when I was doing this kind of stuff, 
<laughs> he would he he's like written books on pretty much every book in the Bible. Like he's got common I mean he's just wow. he's he he um he pastored a church called Moody Church, which I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's like a pretty yeah, well DL Moody. You ever heard of DL Moody? So yes, DL okay. I have, I have. So the, he's like invented that church, okay? So oh, wow. and then he did a thing called the Back to the Bible broadcast, which in its day was like this epic uh, you know, like a uh, radio program back when, you know, people listened to the radio. Um, not to say that people don't listen to the radio. I know I just offended several people listening to your <laughs> podcast who are radio personalities. Sorry about that. Um, but but like, have you ever heard of like a little booklet called Our Daily Bread? Um, some people have heard of it. Uh, maybe. They like sent like 82 trillion of them out to like four to every person on the planet kind of thing. It was like a daily devotion. Trillions thing. a lot, but 82 is a lot of trillions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I may be exaggerating a bit there. Lots. <laughs> what I meant is lots of the – so anyway, this guy is like, um, you know, like I, I, I'm t- – no, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say he's, he's, he's written hundreds and published hundreds of books. So, um, like, this is the kind of guy I got to, like, have breakfast with. This is, again, like, 20, 30 years ago. So I had, like, the guy's home number. That was This was before cell numbers. There were only home numbers. And so when I, you know, became a young pastor and had no idea what I was doing, uh, you know, in contrast to now when I'm an old pastor who has no idea what he's doing, um, <laughs> like, I would just call this guy at his house. Like, this guy, you know, I have 40 of this guy's books on my shelf, and I, like, call the guy at his house. He just answers the phone, hi, you know. And so I'd tell him this insane issue that I had no idea how to figure out, and he'd give me his advice. So that this wow. guy would, like, like he he used his influence to connect me with people I had no business being connected with. Um, so he, he, like, so that, that was great. That was just amazing. And so I think I learned from that. Like I, I benefited so much from that. I, I, cause I catch myself having that, like, oh my goodness. Like you ever around people, you're like, why, why do these people allow me to like even being at the lunch table with them? Right. You know, they're, they're not the lunch table I'm supposed to be sitting at. Um, (laughs) and so I do get this thing. Oh, maybe I shouldn't invite other people. Cause maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I, I'm just lucky to get to hang out with them. So I would be reminded of how this person used their influence to, you know, network me with people. And so, uh, you know, that, that was kind of inspiring to me. So worse, um, man, boy, I could give you some really horrific stories. So let me, uh, let me, let me just go with a general one. Cause this showed up in a lot of leaders that I worked with and it was when they, I felt like what I could do for them was more important to them than I was. Like, um, wow. I, I would, you know, I would, I would have an ability or I would have something that I could accomplish that would help them as a leader. And if they were my leader, like that was kind of my deal. That was, that was, you know, that was my jam. I was there mm-hmm. to help them be successful. I, I really believed yeah. that. And that, that would make me successful ultimately but then some of the time they would they would view that in a way that made me feel like really all they really cared about or at least what they cared about the most was me making them successful. And of course that demotivated me. That made me want to, you know, yeah, that hurts. not not to make them successful. Now, I still would try to, but but it was harder. It was less natural for me to make them succeed if I felt like I was just a thing that a resource that they were using. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Man, that's that would hurt. You know, it's like I'm thinking of like if you had a like if my mom, you know, growing up, if me doing if me doing the dishes was more important to her than my existence. <laughs> there you go. That would that would that would burn a lot. That would burn. So kind of transitioning back to uh, transition back to increase your lead. Like I've from the however many years I have known you, you know, probably just shy of a decade that you and I have been, you know, known each other and been fairly close and mm-hmm. then last several years very close. What is the thing that led you to wanting to to help people so much in the way that you do? Like you you help and you serve in a lot of different ways, but one specific thing that I've seen that that you do very very well is helping younger people like become the best version of themselves. And you do that through serving them. You do that through like me personally, just being available and answering questions. And I see that's really important to you, but why that specific thing? Why is that so important to you? Um, well, I think part of it is just my personality, you know, like some people just like stuff in particular, like Minecraft, you know, you meet somebody, they're just insane about, you know, playing Minecraft. And I, I literally don't even know what that is. I just mentioned it because I know it's something. Because I've met people that, you know, foam at the mouth when you say the word Minecraft. Or two words. Uh, Again, I don't know enough about it. I don't even know if Minecraft <laughs> is one word. Which is it? Do you know? Is it one word it or is, two it words? It is one single word. Okay, yeah. one single word. See, this is very educational for me. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> So, um, you know, and why is that? I, you know, I don't know. Just certain people get joy innately out of doing particular things. And so that, that it is just a part of my personality. Like, um, if I see somebody struggling with something and I could do something for them and on the other side of it, like I see them succeed. It's just, that's my Minecraft. It's, it's just, it just, I don't, I don't even know why. It just makes me really happy. Like I get great joy out of that. In fact, them succeeding and me knowing that I had some direct uh, part in them succeeding, I think uh, in some cases it, it makes me even happier than when I succeed. And I don't even know why that is. And that's not like, cause I'm humble or, you know, anything like that. I, I don't even know. It's just, it, it just makes me happy. Um, now on the other side of it though, just like sort of strategically, um, that's supported by, like, I know that, that the good I do through other people can multiply. So if, if, if I helped you, you know, like, like something we've talked about, like is managing our time, you know, through our calendars. Oh yeah. So if I do that well, then the stuff I get done, you know, I, I, I do it better. But then if I, if I like, let's say I took 15 minutes and I helped you with a principle that would help you manage your time. So you are able to do stuff. And it, it, it was less stressful, you were more creative in it, there was less pressure, you had greater integrity. So now that's two of us, right? That are, and, and we can do it simultaneously. And then let's say you shared it with somebody else. Well, that's three. And so you see like anything, anything I do well, there's something, some stuff that got done well. But if I help you do something well, that doesn't stop me from doing stuff well. So now it's like the whole, you know, multiplication effect. So just strategically, and then, you know, what if you had a kid 
And you taught your kid to do so. Oh my goodness. Now it's like generational. Like I'll be dead and you're still <laughs> doing stuff. You know, so just just from an effectiveness um, and impact standpoint, like if I help you and I keep doing stuff, it just, it's the reach is farther, longer. So just, it seems strategically there's nothing I can do better than help somebody else do something well. Man. That's incredible. I remember reading about this this guy in this um, this book called the Bible, and he loved I've heard to serve of it. people. Yeah, he he loved to, to serve people. He had this this thing like he was a great leader, but he definitely you know poured a lot of his time into helping other people become leaders. And you know something you know two thousand some odd years later, there's a heck of a lot of good leaders because of this Jesus guy. Yeah. So it's a solid solid principle to uh, to live by, and it's I a really it's a really selfless way to um you know to be able to live because you can always like, you know, if you learn something, you learn how to do something very well, you kind of have the option of continuing to do that thing very well mm-hmm. or, and then you eventually die and then no one's doing that thing mm-hmm. or you can help somebody else learn how to do that thing and they can teach more people and you got an exponential growth of people who can now do things better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that Jesus guy said that if, if you live your life trying to save your life, trying to hold on to the stuff that that you do well or your success. Uh, he said, you'll lose it. But then he said, if you lose your life, uh, then you'll save it. So, and you know, if you think about it in the short term, so let, let's say, you know, you, you called me, I don't know, I don't know when, several months ago. Oh, oh, oh let's take today, right? So today you said, hey, Roy, I'd like to today, you know, record a podcast with you. And so I said, sure, that'd be fantastic. But then there's some stuff I'm not doing right now that I could be doing because I'm talking to you on this podcast. So what I had to do in the short term, I had to deny myself getting some things done. And by the way, my morning did not go exactly the way I had planned my morning. And mm. so there was this part of me that was like, maybe I should just call Jason and say, hey, let's do this later. But I thought, no, you know what? I've got some space. I can do this. And so I had to actually deny myself to do something with you. But that Jesus guy said the way the universe works is if you do that, if you set aside yourself to invest in someone or something else, then that's when what you just described, this exponential thing happens. But it is hard in the moment. In the short term, you do have to focus on somebody else rather than, you know, because let's, let's use the illustration of, you know, invite you to go, you know, hang out with somebody that we, we both really admire. You know, what if you do something stupid? Well, then now that gets attributed to me. I'm the guy who invited the guy who did something stupid, you know, to have lunch with this person. (laughs) So, you know, there always that element is, you know, you do have to set aside yourself in the short term. But in the long term, it's it's a huge win. Mm, That's really good. So I I would imagine a lot of the people that are listening to this, um, based on like based on my audience and the people that I, I know are probably listening to it are probably entrepreneurs, are business le- business owners, they're community leaders, and most of them to some extent either currently or desire to lead someone, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to lead a future, uh, to be able to lead a future team or to lead their, you know, their current team. How would you say for inside the business realm, somebody can, you know, as, as you, you, know, you said, that Jesus guy talking, talking about losing your life in order to save it, 
how can you apply that principle inside of the business world whenever you're either you're working with your employees or your team or working with you know potential customers or you know clients or, or what have you all right are you talking about leading to the people that that are above you that you're serving like they're in a role that's that is over you or under you or or both I would say probably both. What I was speaking of more specifically is some is talking to talking to and conversing with your customers, with your clients, mm-hmm. or with your team, or in any scenario where you can apply this principle of losing your life in order to save it, of sacrificing the time that you could be spending doing something else, but then choosing to spend this time, you know, on a podcast or what have you. How can you apply right. that as a business owner? All right. So I don't even know why I asked the question, which one, because the answer is the same for both of them. So I'm sorry (laughs) for everyone. I just like wasted the last 64 seconds of your time that you will never get back. So the answer (laughs) is the same. And it is uh, the reverse of the bad leadership I talked about earlier, which is care more about the people that you're serving or leading than what you can get out of them. So, um, and, and look, like, like here's something that, that I've tried to do, especially with, if you're in a team. So um, look for the job that nobody wants to do and serve your people by doing that. Um, mm. Now, that can get ugly, and it's, it's, it's nasty some of the time. So, okay, I'll give you an example. So uh, we had a team of people that launched a church in a middle school. And so we would have to set up and tear down every week. And so I ask around and you just kind of listen. Like most people don't like send you, a, you know, an email or, a, a, you know, a DM that says, hey, this is the suckiest thing of all the things to do. This is the worst. You just have to listen how people talk. So it became very apparent that the thing nobody ever wanted to do was scrape the hardened gum off the bottom of the seats in the cafeteria where we were setting up. I wonder why that was the most least appealing job. I I can't imagine. So, but it became clear that nobody wanted to do that. And so one day I just showed up with, uh, you know, a little scraper and I started scraping gum off the bottom of the seats. And people talked about that like forever because nobody wanted to do it, but I did it. And I got to tell you the fun, how fun it was, because um, one of the great things about doing this is if it's not something that is your job, uh, I'm just air quoted your job, um, you're, it's not expected of you. Um, and by the way, you kind of got to do the things you're responsible for before you get to do the things that are not your job. So if, if I had, if I, if I abdicated my responsibility that everybody was counting on me for that day to scrape gum, it would not be a win. Everybody would lose. But I, I found a way to get the thing that I was responsible to do done in a way so I could also do this thing that nobody else wanted to do. And so what I communicated to them in doing that was that I cared about them, that I would do the thing. Um, I made a sacrifice so they wouldn't have to do that. It's even it's even better if you find out how to do this with an individual. Because so, for example, we had a we had one of our families uh, that planted a church in Pensacola, about two hours from us, 
And so they were actually coming back to serve in the church that we were in in Panama City. And so I called this guy up and I said, hey, you know, I, what could I do? I got a couple hours. What could I do with two hours that would most help you and your family? And he was like, uh, man, this sounds really, he was super embarrassed to tell me. He was like, we never got a chance to mop the floors. Like we're bringing everything in, we swept it, but the whole house, it's not been mopped. And we're like rolling in with all of our furniture in the trucks. And I'm like, absolutely. So I, I went over and I mopped all his floors. It took me two hours. Um, by the time he got there, all his floors were mopped. All they had to do was unload everything instead of have everybody wait before they unloaded before the, you know, while they mopped the floors. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I'm telling you that was one of the best two hours I have ever invested because mm -hmm. this was like right out of the blocks. Like I, I, I was just beginning to lead this guy. I'd never led him before. And so everything I did with him, he was already convinced that I cared more about him than I cared about what I could get from him because oh, I yeah. expressed that in a way that was just practical. Um, so if you do that, if you invest time and you have to, you have to plan, you have to manage your time because you don't just get two hours. You have to, you have to manage your life in a way that you have space that you can do things that are not required of you that help the people you're serving and communicate to them that they matter to you. And so if you do that, it saves you hundreds of hours. Think, think about me leading a guy, let's say it took me six months to a year to convince him that I had his best interests at heart. Like that takes time, it takes energy, it takes, you know, oh, yeah. there's misunderstanding. Like if you think somebody, you're not sure if they if they really care about you and your family, you think, you know, you just naturally, you do something that's questionable, they think the worst maybe, they're suspicious. So all of that costs you time, money, uh, relationship. Um, mm -hmm. So I invested two hours. What is, two hours is nothing compared to like what I got out of it. You know, oh, so yeah. and, and now here's the tricky part. If you just do it, you know, so you can save time, money and energy. Well, now you're actually not <laughs> caring about <Yeah>. the person. <laughs> you're caring about what you can get out of them. So, you know, you even have to examine your heart in there. Um, but, yeah, I think it works if, if you will find a way to communicate to people genuinely. So it doesn't even matter that you genuinely care about them if they don't know it in, in this leadership context. So care about them and then find a way to serve them so they know you care about them and it will cost you whatever time or sacrifice it was to scrape gum or mop floors, um, but, but the, the long-term effect on your relationship and thereby on your business is way bigger than what, what it cost you. Hmm. That's amazing. I see that a lot of like this, you know, this analogy that you, you put with your time I think it's really similar with uh, with your finances in the same way because if you want to if you desire to be really generous and to be able to help someone out financially, if you do that at the sacrifice of not being able to pay your bills and then your whole family gets evicted, <laughs> then it didn't really it didn't really matter so much. Like mm -hmm. take care of yourself in mm -hmm. a way that then allows you to be able to really go out and to serve people. And you today managing your time in such a way where you were able to carve out because you didn't just like. Today still has 24 hours, so you had to sacrifice something else in order to pull out an hour, you know, to spend time with me and uh, benefit me and everybody that's listening. If you had not planned out your time well enough, you wouldn't have been able uh, to do that. So, yeah, and some of the time, it's not even just managing your time; 
it's mm-hmm. it's doing the things that that are hard to do. Like it's always harder to do something that somebody expects of you than it is to do something they don't expect. And then you you give them this big wow, right? So like I'll give you an example. When I first started um, uh, at this at this church. Um, you know, you move in, you get the office and, you know, I needed a bunch of bookshelves. I ran to Target. I got the bookshelves, but then I, you know, I hit the ground running. So I got these un, unassembled bookshelves, like in the corner of my office. So this guy comes by and he's like, what's that? He's like, oh, these, you know, bookshelves. I got to put them together. I just haven't got around to them. So busy. He's like, oh, okay. So I come back a week later. I come in one day. All my bookshelves are assembled like magically. So... I'm thinking through it. I'm thinking this guy, because it was kind of, you know, the question was a little bit weird. So I'm like, dude, did you like assemble all my bookcases? He was like, yes. I was like, oh, you know, so for me, like this was the opposite of the floor mop story. Uh, You know, I'd take a bullet for this guy now. Right. So, um, so I saw his wife and I was like, you will not believe it. Like your husband did this for me. And like, her response was super weird. Like she didn't really celebrate it much. And I'm like, what, what is going on here? Here's what I find out later. This guy has bookshelves, unassembled bookshelves. His wife bought in his house oh. for like six months. So, oh. <laughs> so you see oh. how the principle works. You got to do what you're responsible yeah. for before you do what you're not responsible for, even though it's more fun to do the thing that, you know, nobody expected you to do. Mm. And if you can do the things you're expected to do so that then you can do the things you're not expected to do, you might increase your lead. You just might. <laughs> Find out more about this at increaseyourlead.com. Well, that's a that's a perfect segue because we, we've reached the, the point in the podcast where we're winding down but I want to give you and give you a chance to to plug away at exactly what it is uh, that you're doing. So you you mentioned your website. You know what's a specific thing that uh, what's the next step that you would give somebody who's listening to this, who's intrigued by our conversation, who's intrigued by you as a person and what you're doing with Increase Your Lead. What's their next step? Um, I guess the simplest thing is go to increaseyourlead.com and subscribe. Uh, like I say, I post on I think seven different social media platforms. Um, but it all starts on increase your lead. And uh, so here's the thing, like these principles, they actually, you have to actually do them for them to actually help you. Mm. So what we're doing is uh, if you try the principle uh, sometime during the week and you comment in how it went for you, how it affected you, um, then I give away some free stuff. Uh, by by world-famous entrepreneurs and leaders such as yourself, Jason Roach, um, (laughs) where, you know, people can, and and there's, we're building kind of a variety, sort of a, a, you know, a a shopping center of different resources Mm, that are being offered for free. So, um, yeah, the, the, and what I do is I post, um, I post the videos on month, on Wednesday 
And then on Monday, I kind of do a repost, which is more of a blog. It's more of a, it might involve the the video, but it's more, it's expanded, you know. Mm-hmm. I The first thing I have to cut, always it's way more than 60 seconds. So I cut the jokes, which just kills me. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like cutting my liver out, you know. So when I, when I do the extra one, I, I add the, I add the, the, on the blog, I add the, I get, I get to still give my so jokes. So it's worth watching know? the video and then also, also going back and reading the, uh, the blog. Actually, I read your your blog uh, this morning about the spending time with with people who you um, spending time with people. No, what was it? <laughs> and enjoying Whatever. the company of people you, you might not be getting along with. Yeah, yeah, that was that was great. And the uh, the analogy you used about the toilet paper was absolutely genius. Um, and you and I have talked about this before, but my my wife comes from a family that naturally seems to be an under. Yeah, which is just yeah. the absolute most absurd. Yeah. It's, it's an I don't abomination even know how you think that is, is the word. Yes, yes. Um, but I will give a, a little bit of a um, a little bit of a tip of the hat to any people who are under. I I expect you can draw a direct correlation between the under toilet paper people mm-hmm. with owners of cats, hmm. because a cat cannot spin open the toilet paper that when it's on true. the other side. But yeah. it's still not worth it. You just lock the cat out of the bathroom because it's got to be over, and that's the only way that it can happen. And there's no yeah. no budge in that. Who wants their cat in the bathroom anyway? I yeah I don't I thank don't you. yeah 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 awesome. Well, Roy, thank you so much for your time. If you guys are, are listening to this, I would highly encourage you if you've been um, invested into by this conversation, head to increaseyourlead.com. Check out the content that, that uh, Roy's posted up there. It's all stuff that takes you 60 seconds to watch and has been beneficial to me and when, all the videos that I've seen. And I'm going to continue to, to subscribe. So thank you, Roy, uh, for joining us. And everybody else, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Story Track Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Story Track Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating, subscribe, and share it with someone you care about.